recording and start the stream welcome to horsing around a dumbass cast i am your host as always nick brigadante and with me today i have three lovely guests if you would like to introduce yourselves what's up i'm zach nice who is second uh, i'm uh, i'm go. saturn devouring <laughs> my son uh and i'm jack a a connoisseur of saturn devouring his son um thanks for coming on guys uh definitely was a more last minute episode than uh than normal but i appreciate scrounging you guys up at the last minute um there were some conditions for some of you coming on uh zach said he could go for an entire hour to uh to, to ramble billy about billy strings what, what what is on your mind about billy strings act what do you have to say oh boy i think the a better question is what is not on my mind about billy strings oh, <laughs> you know? okay no like I, I i very seriously do think that like there's a lot of substance in in his art and a lot of things to sort of digest and sure. admire so, so what can you can you give us an overview of what type of stuff he does for for the uninformed? Yeah, yeah. So Billy Strings is like a modern bluegrass artist um, yeah. who sort of fuses uh, elements of traditional bluegrass uh, with uh, different genres like psychedelic rock, um, metal, uh, and things like that. Uh, it's a very interesting blend. Uh, there's like a, a little bit of something for everybody in my opinion mm -hmm. uh so yeah yeah you think i mean we fucking saw him live a, a couple months back he's pretty fucking dope i think it's yeah, cool to drive in yeah um i definitely appreciate grew to appreciate his his like solo abilities like that man can just fucking shred on guitar and i think that's probably i don't know my my favorite thing about him um, yeah, it's absolutely well, like what's what amazes me about his soloing too is that like if you watch him, it's like effortless. Mm -hmm. Like he just like glides just, up and down. Yeah, he the just gets board. into the zone insane. and then he just fucking like sends it. I don't know. It's yeah, it's pretty yeah, wild. For sure. um, he used to be in a metal band, no? Yes, he did. And actually the other day, Jack, I I don't know if I sent it to you, but I found YouTube videos of his metal band. Yeah. I, I'm watching one right now. He's going fucking wild. How long ago right. was that? It was like, I think it the video's from 2006 or 2007. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he always says in interviews and things like that, that like, you know, he learned how to play growing up. You know, he started playing guitar when he was like three years old or something. Some ridiculous, ridiculous like that. shit like that. Like his, his, his dad. He plays like every bluegrass string instrument known <laughs> to fucking man. At the yeah. same time. And, like, does it well, too. Like, you can find videos of him playing, like, the mandolin and the banjo, and, and he yeah. just rips on every single one. But he always says, like, you know, he learned how to play growing up from sitting around in, like, a circle with his dad and his dad's friends just playing bluegrass and things like that. But he always mentions how he, like, learned how to perform in a metal band. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, a lot of his, like, mannerisms on stage and everything come from, yeah. from his metal days. I mean, it makes sense. Like, the time to teach somebody anything is like when they're super young so like that you know that tracks that they're that he picked it up at such a young age and then was able to carry through with it to the to the end um, yeah i imagine that's that's also a, a big part of the reason why he's as fucking talented as he is now and he's so young too he's he like just turned 28 like he's yeah. super super young and like already you know i this, this may be a, a a bold claim but i would i would argue that he is 
one of, if not the best musician of like our generation, Damn. like hands down. He's so talented. It's insane. Pretty bold, pretty bold claim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see where he goes. And I, I mean, it definitely like, I don't know. I, I definitely was not in a place where I was enjoying that much bluegrass or folk or country stuff, but the introduction of Billy Strings into my life has been a pretty positive one i'd say and uh it's it's just yeah. it just fucking sounds good like i don't know yeah there's, exactly there's good shit out there in genres you wouldn't expect i guess is the the takeaway that i got from from learning about him it's just like you gotta keep your ears open and like go into yeah. genres that you wouldn't typically dive into sometimes um that's pretty much exactly what happened to me too you know like i the first time i heard billy strings was like probably around this time last year mm -hmm. um when i got the video of him playing dust in a baggie at the grand old opry recommended to me on youtube mm. and i was like sure i'll check this out um and i was like holy shit this is good you know like i never would have never would have taken myself as a person who would listen to bluegrass but now that's like what i spend most of my time listening to when i'm listening to music it's it's either like billy strings or mm -hmm. some other bluegrass artist that like he's opened me up to it's crazy yeah. Hey Jacob, how has uh, bluegrass and Billy Strings affected your life? Uh, Billy Strings killed my family. <laughs> <laughs> in cold blood, murdered in cold blood. All right. Yeah, it went. It went something like this. Uh, I'm not a big fan of bluegrass, and then he fucking <laughs> went fucking ballistic. <laughs> oh God, the dark side of Billy Strings. We're we're really covering everything here. Uh, I, I don't I don't want to cut you out of it. All three of us have listened to a lot of Billy Strings, but I understand that you haven't. So I don't want to cut you out of the conversation. You did have it some okay. some topics that you wanted uh, that you just added to the doc, or was that? Please, please ignore anything I do. Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, I, I saw... mean, you can we can talk about those topics, but it, it's fine. Uh, I don't have much to contribute to a Billy Strings uh, <laughs> discussion, namely because uh, uh, my brain is broken and only has room for movie and scooby-doo uh and those are the two i love scooby-doo oh can we talk about the live action scooby-doo movies all right <laughs> we found some common ground we can all talk about together great yes we can i just rewatched them the other week oh yeah I can you believe it I billy strings wrote and directed all <laughs> in a surprise the twist. original soundtrack <laughs> I would listen to a or watch a Scooby Doo movie with a Billy String soundtrack. That sounds like a pretty fun, now, good fucking. I would movie. watch another Scooby Doo movie. Period. That's now, yeah. by, by law, I must now ask the, the very important question: Are we going to talk about the Scooby Doo live action movies that exist, or the Scooby Doo live action movies that don't exist? And what by do don't do exist, I mean no one talks about them, and they it shouldn't exist. No one, they're not real. Which ones are those? Oh, do you not remember the lot? Oh, the, the ones that was on Cartoon Network. Ones? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. this direct to TV Scooby Doo movies. I think I watched that one. I, like at least the first I one. I never out. knew those. I watched the thing. first one. I heard the second one is slightly better, but like uh, that's a uh, low bar. Low, <laughs> very low bar. <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot about those movies. Oh. What happened? Mm, yeah. Okay. You're talking about here. Uh, yeah, these are. Uh, they're not good. Movie. Alright, the yeah. second one is Curse of the Lake Monster came out in 2010, was a sequel to Mystery Begins, which came out in 2009. Both of them are kind of bad. They're no good. Uh, but... <laughs> Very rotten. And... What was, what a, oh. Well, okay, yeah. The first problem is that Scooby-Doo looks like that. Um, <laughs> that was probably, somehow, <laughs> I didn't think it was possible 
for the fucking other live action Scooby Doo to look like better. He looks fine in the other ones. It looks like well, something. okay. He looks okay. <laughs> it is, it is acceptable. It is, yeah, it, yeah, it is, it is passable. Yeah. It's understandable. But yeah. looking back, I, I guess at the time I thought it looked fine, but looking at it now, uh, no. Wh- which ones are you talking about? Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm looking things up. I'm frantically googling. I, I, I googled Scooby Doo Cartoon Network movie, and it's showing me yeah. like some of the. It, it does not help that in the live action movies, because they have a lower budget because it's straight to TV, right. that uh, Scooby Doo ends up looking like he's coming off of Night of a Hundred Frights, the fucking game. Oh yeah, hold on. Let me let me send this image in in uh, the Horsin' Around channel. There's a uh, there's a disturbing lack of proper lighting on this poor man's, and it looks horrifying. Jesus. <laughs> really don't like that. <laughs> I really oh. just don't like Shaggy. Shaggy yeah, looks like Shaggy a fucking also... hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, here, here's the thing. Also, Fred it, looks it like too much like Taylor Lautner. Oh, yeah. I mean, they didn't uh, even like, yeah. make him blonde. He's, oh, he's, my God. It's fucking Robbie Amell. Yeah. Fucked up. Who is that? Arrow. <laughs> oh, shit. Really? Yeah, except he's like a child. Now, see, you bring up Arrow, but I won't lie. I don't want to talk about Arrow. The main thing I know (laughs) Robbie Amell for is True Jackson VP, uh, because that's... Because I fucking love that era of Disney Channel where they're like, here's a bunch of random shit. Just enjoy. And I'm like, mm, I am 12. Wait, Give me I'm sorry. What is Robbie that? Amell is in fact not Arrow. Oh, okay. That is his cousin, Stephen Amell. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, you're close. I, I won't lie. Sorry. You could have pointed to any random <laughs> white guy, same. generic looking white guy in an audience and been like, that guy plays Arrow. And I would have been like, yeah, that's true. You're right. <laughs> they look right. absolutely the same. Didn't they? Oh, God. I, this is just a weird ass tangent now. But I feel like I remember seeing a thing where they took a Dexter poster um, and then just photoshopped Dexter's like half naked ripped body onto Arrow and it's the exact same pose and everything uh but they just like photoshopped the faces so that it was the different actor uh let me see if i can find it nah probably not maybe it was another show but like it was just like the i guess they just had the asset laying around and they were just like do we want to do a shoot with arrow half naked like that's gonna cost money to get that guy and everything and they're like nah we'll just photoshop his face onto generic white hunk body I mean, they do do that. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but that is actually, I wouldn't say it's like above 50%, but it's pretty common practice these days. Like it costs money to, it costs extra money to get Mm -hmm. an actor who is well known to be in a nude scene. So because CGI, you can just be like, all right, we're not going to pay you. And then you pay some, you know, poor guy uh you know <laughs> some random way, 20 year 20 yeah. year old gay porn actor a a, a a a body double that looks somewhat similar in build to the guy and mm. then you just cgi the face yeah i guess that makes sense it's just fun it's just like funny how little effort was put into changing it it's like back in my day actors had to get naked on screen <laughs> they wanted the role they had to do everything they had to they 
You know, fucking... Whoa, careful. <laughs> Tom Cruise is the only real actor these days. He's the only one who still does his own stunts because... Well, that that's because totally... he knows if he doesn't do his own stunts, Xenu will never protect him. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah, Xenu, Xenu is a fucking thrill seeker, and he demands that his greatest patrons uh, do insane stunts to stay part of the council. <sighs> Anyways, you guys wanted to talk about the good Scooby-Doo movie, right? What did you... You said you watched it recently, Zach, sure. uh, Jack? What did you... Uh... I mean, I think calling them good is kind of... No. Totally relative. Yeah. Guilty <laughs> good pleasures. Is, good, is, good is an understatement. They're I really like incredible. them. <laughs> Guilty pleasures. They're a the fun time. The scene where fucking Scrappy-Doo pops out of Mr. Bean's abdomen. <laughs> God! Peak cinema. It. Just... Just Scrappy Doo's voice actor <laughs> is it's it's, it's so a trip. Awful. It's a trip. Who, uh, who wrote those Scooby Doo movies? Oh wait, hold on! Don't look it up! Don't look it up! Okay, I know. Okay. It I don't know, but they were definitely okay. high. All right, I'm gonna tell you right now. The writers for those movies okay. are very famous directors now. Okay. And by directors, I mean it's one person. Okay. They've they've directed. Oh my god! And, don't don't say. It. Hold on, hold Don't on. say it. I need, I, real, real. But, I, need okay. I need him to guess. Uh shit. Alright, might... alright. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the biggest hint. Okay. Holy fuck. He has directed some of the most popular Marvel movies to date. Oh, is it Joss Whedon? No. Oh fuck Joss Whedon. Fuck. No, it's the other one. Oh fuck. <laughs> Shit. No, I remember this factoid now too. I just don't remember. Can you give me if you give me the movie he directed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I will tell you who it is. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, it's fucking James Gunn. Oh my god. I never would have guessed that. Oh my lord. Uh, The the running joke in my house is that my favorite James Gunn movie is (laughs) is Monsters Unleashed 2. And unfortunately it's not a joke because I don't like Guardians of the Galaxy. Very brave of you. That's funny. In 2017, insane. the 15th anniversary of the release of the film, James Gunn, the screenwriter, revealed in a Facebook post that there was an R-rated cut of Scooby-Doo, and that CGI was used to remove cleavage of female cast members. Yes, that is all true. Jesus. God. Man. I mean, yeah, uh, it was I mean, like I wouldn't give to see that cut. It was I, like... I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in on a secret. There, there's been a lot of uh, research into what was deleted from the movie, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. and I'm gonna tell you right now. It does not make the movie better. Ah, <laughs> lovely. The, the is... movie's still kind of a train wreck. <laughs> I mean, some of the the some of the scenes that don't have any context in the theatrical cut have context in the full. Edit. Oh, okay. But Very well. but other than that, it does not significantly improve the movie. What were scenes that didn't have context in the theatrical cut? Uh, like scenes scenes where like Scooby Doo's getting a phone call and you're like, why? What the fuck? How did they get here? <laughs> Okay. Uh, like, like they're just parts where the gang is at one spot and then suddenly at yeah. a different spot, and you're like, "Wait, what's the in between here?" And <laughs> it's mainly like these st- scenes that were cut. Gotcha. And honestly, it's understandable. Those cut scenes would bloat the movie out. Who cares? <laughs> it's already not good. Bro, <laughs> just... give us, give us the uh, fucking Snyder cut first for Scooby Doo. It's <laughs> a three-hour, four-hour experience that we all deserve. God. That's really funny, though, because, like, I have been watching Clone High recently. Finally started watching it. 
What have you? Were you not part of any of the viewings that I showed? No. What are you? Is your brain broken? I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't feel like. I think I was just trying to fucking do homework and shit back then. It's a but fucking masterpiece. It is. Dude. I I recognize it now, and I understood that poster that was in your room for like I'm all the time that you yeah, were on. Yeah, I'm so I'm so upset that it took a meme culture for people to be like, oh, what's this little yeah, joke? That's Meanwhile, I, I'm over here being like banging pots and pans, being like, I, watch this. I it's saw good. fucking nothing bad ever happens to the kennedys and i was like i need to watch this show that's i mean that's the clip that sold me on the show because episode one i enjoy but is uh probably on the lower half of favorite right. episodes yeah, yeah but like once you hit episode three which i believe is the the car race episode no i think that's episode that scene, four but yeah oh you might be right yeah. uh, i mean i i in actuality i was sold on episode two where they have marilyn manson sing to me about the food pyramid <laughs> yeah she did uh, they just show up and then, like, is that actually Marilyn Manson? Yes, that's I, I actually Marilyn Manson. I assume it is, because they made a whole it, big deal about, like, it's actually Marilyn Manson. And I think they're going to do it again with some new person this episode that I, like, just stopped at. I don't know. Oh, which one are you at? I think it's episode six. It's the one after uh, the basketball game. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, look, you have to understand, all of them <laughs> meld together, because I love it so much. It, uh, also, also, most episodes have, like, a a guest on just because okay. of it was that era of television and you know mm. also i think it was originally shown on mtv so they were like oh. we have access to music talent let's just fucking do it that would that would do it yeah um but yeah the uh fucking writers for that show is fucking lord and miller who went on yeah. to do the fucking lego movie and shit like yeah that. lego movie spider it's almost like lord oh yeah and miller have the been very Holy good fuck. at writing things that are funny and good yeah like damn that was I, I mean but that's what that's what gets me about uh solo though is that lord and miller wrote and their own uh, speaking about cuts i want to see lord and miller wrote an entire script and shot part of solo oh. <laughs> and, and then disney was like nah fuck this you're fired get wow. ron johnson in here <laughs> and everyone's like mm, i don't know like wait it, ryan johnson Solo's, did solo no ron ron johnson oh, okay. very different director <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like hmm that doesn't matter i think that's the one star wars movie i still haven't seen you don't need to nothing happens mm, okay like that's nothing about childish gambino is fucking uh what's lando name? lando and that's it. i'm sorry ron howard not ron johnson okay. i was getting him there's a there's a u.s senator called ron johnson uh, ron <laughs> howard is the director easy mistake uh, to make understandable yeah, you don't need to see Solo. Actually, <laughs> the only reason you should see Solo is because I do think it is probably the funniest Star Wars movie. <laughs> okay. But I mean that in a... It's so uh, bad. It's... it's so bad, it's good. Like a, oh, I can't believe it. I don't know. This. I thought Solo was like pretty fucking boring, honestly. Like, I don't even know if I got no, any careful. laughs out you're, of it. You're going to talk about boring Star Wars movies. Oh, and I know I'm gonna bring how up you my feel opinion. about about rogue about, one and yeah. i'm not gonna defend rogue one either oh my god hit snooze I, I watched rogue one last night because i was like oh i whatever i'm in bed whatever i didn't get 15 minutes in. <laughs> it's, I, I just fell asleep it's very snooze yeah Be careful people have hunted me down because they're like what do you mean you think rogue one's bad and i'm like bad. no leave me it alone. was fine the like one time i actually watched it but it has it's... cool visuals i like where the death star shoots the planet and makes the big boom and that's pretty much the look, only thing i like from that look and darth I, vader I, I don't know. darth vader was cool I, 
the thing about that movie is there's there's uh, of course the red letter media review that came out right afterwards and i don't agree with red letter media on everything but there is an aspect to it which is i think my most iconic red letter media line which is hey jay wasn't that movie really dark and he goes what you mean thematically and he goes no i couldn't see shit (laughs) and i'm like yeah yeah that's correct oh man yeah yeah i don't know hopefully we uh Hopefully this is enough, you know, uh, of the of the next to zilch bright spots in this whole fucked up year. Maybe there's enough of a reset timer for the fucking MCU and the fucking Star Wars universe that they could. Listen, who the fuck cares about the MCU? Out. Release more episodes of Mandalorian. I mean, that's also true. Mandalorian's been really good so far. I just I, 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 I still haven't watched it, even though I, 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 I'm like, oh, I should really watch it. And I also, as you don't, as you can probably tell, I fucking love Star Wars. But mm-hmm. like, I unfortunately, Mandalorian suffers from its greatest weakness. It's a television show. And as I stated at the start of this, my brain is broken. I only have room for Scooby-Doo and a movie. It's yeah. understandable. Hard, hard it's like everything I want, though. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking, what I've heard. It's a fucking space spaghetti western. And like, yep. Yeah, and I love spaghetti really westerns. That's, that's why I'm upset at myself for not watching it. But I'm like, oh, I gotta dedicate time to a <laughs> television show? Ugh. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Definitely definitely worth the watch if you get the time to watch it. Um, Zach, how do you feel about uh, Bluegrass's influence on The Mandalorian? <laughs> You Sorry, know, I, I feel really like think... we were boxing him out. Uh, I, I, like, <laughs> I think the, the Mandalorian would not be the same if it weren't for Bluegrass. Yeah. I'm kidding. I I also haven't seen the Mandalorian. Um, I, I watched like the first few episodes of season one, yeah. and then realized that I don't want to put the effort into watching a TV show, and I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. rewatch the same three shows that I've been watching for the past four years, like Sunny and The West Wing. Mm-hmm. that's about it well, west wing's <laughs> one of those shows where people were like dude the west wing's so good you gotta watch it and and i boot up episode one and i'm like this one ain't for me boys i'm pulling out to you. <laughs> you gotta you you gotta be into boring shit and you also have to be able to <laughs> work in and that's, you're the guy who ran a hipster movie night on csh i fucking love boring shit. <laughs> <laughs> this man made us watch the fucking lobster all right he loves boring. <laughs> the lobster's great what are you talking about fucking boring it was it was certainly so a movie g- 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 we come out of the lobster and glot is like i don't know i still felt like the soundtrack was pretty repetitive and i was like he's fucking mundane and bored all the time that's the point <laughs> he's just he's living in a status quo for most of the movie and decides to do things during the last act that's I, the, that's when the music changes up i remember the premise of the of the idea of like if you aren't doing well enough in like society you get turned into a, an animal basically if, and then if so so basically society is very heavily based in the lobster society is heavily based off of you being able to be, get into a romantic relationship and reproduce right like, uh think modern day japan uh sorry <laughs> uh <laughs> sorry but... prime minister shinzo abe but <laughs> uh but uh yeah so like if you are unable to find uh, a mate basically mm-hmm. uh the society turns you into an animal because oh it's this because you are not contributing to society and you would be better off just having the brain of an animal and doing that than actually it's basically saying if you cannot fulfill the social contract Mm -hmm. of mate uh then therefore you are below human uh in the society i Um, really like this movie (laughs) yeah it's great (laughs) 
Uh, and then uh, he goes off to join uh, uh, the basically the resistance. But the resistance is like has the flip problem where it's like, yeah. no, if you have any if actual have any sexual desire, traditional, if you have any uh, desire for traditional like romance, therefore you are part of the system and we will castrate you and skin you alive. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, no, I don't like that option either. Yeah, and then he gets with his girlfriend, and then they both gouge out each other's eyes or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, no, she, she loses her eyesight because uh, she, she's caught by being in the romantic relationship, so they gouge her eyes out, uh, but he saves her, and then they go live in society undercover yeah. as people who are in a traditionally romantic relationship, but embrace the things of the resistance of, like, it shouldn't just be, like, this binary, like, we are only doing this in order to further the human race. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, doesn't he stab his own eyes in the end or or is that, is that uh, where it you ends? might be it right you don't see it i think he goes into a bath because he wants to like that's how it ends i'm pretty sure be the yeah. same as her so he takes a fork goes into the bathroom and he's like preparing to stab his eyes out i i guess i remember it's like a very dark humor kind of movie like it, it yeah. had almost like a west anderson vibe maybe like going on at some points i feel like but well then... yeah because because there are like fist fights between dudes who are like the most put like both <laughs> in movie and out of movie right just right clearly the most pathetic people you will ever meet yeah and you're like why do i have to watch this <laughs> yeah i i guess i i'm remembering more of it now and there are there are some good parts it was just i guess there was just i i'm remembering most vividly the most shocking things about it i don't really remember the relationship that he had with the, the female lead that much but i don't know um people should bring back hipster movie night that was a that was a good time fucking uh yeah. people are cowards for not doing it the, uh... there i said it <laughs> What was just it? like oh. just kidding uh, I, uh, at the at the rate uh the organization is going uh they'll show a movie and then uh, uh accidentally shoot nerf dogs at each other at the end uh, and <laughs> and get everyone in trouble oh boy <laughs> i will say that fucking oh. sing street had a fantastic soundtrack and then they apparently turned it into a musical they did I, got yes. the email. I saw the musical actually you did uh, what did you, you think like of it? it it was pretty good uh, I, 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 so I've only experienced the musical through the soundtrack of the musical. And while I do not enjoy it as much as the original movie cut, but that could also be because I listened to the movie first. I uh, have they, not seen the movie. They do a lot of justice to the songs, I feel like, in the musical itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Riddle of the Model, best movie song of all time. Sorry. If that's um, actually, it's Drive It Like You Stole It. Please check yourself. Before I you used to agree song. with you, but I'm sorry. Uh, Drive It Like You Stole It, after I listened to it uh, 50 times, I'm like, ooh, I've listened to this too much time. But then <laughs> Riddle of the Model, I'm like, ooh, yeah. Hit me with it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, Same Street was like a it's like a coming of age movie, right? For for some yeah. yes. kids that want to for, start a band. Uh, they're Irish. Irish. They're Irish. Irish. They're, the oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. They go right. They go to Catholic school. Right. They they go to Catholic school in Ireland. My bad. Forgot about that bit. Uh, <laughs> my Irish heritage is very angry at me right now, but yeah, good. That's good it, movie. Nick. No potato for you. You've been cut off. <laughs> you don't. No. And because I am also descended from the Irish, I can say that. Yeah, yeah. Potato is our word. <laughs> you could say potato. Claim it. We're, uh, we're reclaiming it. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, and then the ending was pretty bad. That's the other thing I remember. Incorrect. About it. Everyone, oh. everyone in that room was like, "The ending is bad," and I'm it like, "That's so not true." It was so silly. They go. If they're leaving. If they have to leave oh. the island. You're right. You could arguably say that they should have like left it at at them leaving. But the idea is that they meet up with the big boat because that proves that they oh. will make it to England. I guess, sure. It was just, see, it seemed like really ridiculously over the top, I guess. Fuck I don't know. Happy Feet has Big Boat too, and that movie's also great. That's it. I'm laying the foot down. Big Wait, Boat movie's good. Isn't Happy Feet another movie that was directed by, like, somebody who did like, uh, uh, some Hold on, hold on. Don't, don't look it up. Don't look okay, it up. Okay, okay. All right. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm going to give you the name of the director of Happy Feet. Okay. And then you have to tell me what other movie they've directed. So oh my god. Don't tell them. <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but wow. Okay. Yeah. I uh, look, I I've watched his entire filmography, <laughs> so it's um it's amazing getting to the part where he directs Happy Feet. <laughs> it's insane. Okay. All right. What's the Okay. Name? Okay. The director is George Miller. Do you know what else George Miller directed? What the fuck? Wait. Hold on, hold on. Let it... Nick let Nick piece this one together. Is that is that George Miller of Lord and Miller? No, no, okay. not George Miller of Lord and Miller. Okay. Um, I will I will give you a hint. Okay. He is a very prolific Australian director. Oh. He is probably one of the most famous Australian. Mad Max Fury Road. Yes. Oh yes. my god. All of the Mad Max movies. All of the Mad Max movies. Oh my god. And Big Pig in the City. Yes. Yes. <laughs> In between, Not... in, in between Mad Maxes, he, he, I think it's between Mad Max 1 and 2 might be Babe 1, but Mad Max no. 3. Okay, so he does all the Mad Maxes, and he's like, you know what? He, he, did, he does Mad Max 1 through 3, and then a couple uh -huh. other movies, and okay. then Babe. Okay. Yeah, so 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 this is what this is George Miller's career. Yeah. He goes, I've just directed three of the biggest uh, like action uh, blockbusters uh, about like cars right. and the desert and literally creating the entire like basically uh post-apocalyptic punk aesthetic right and then ah fuck that shit i'm bored i'm gonna do some kids movies for now and he does babe babe pig in the city and then he does two happy feet movie where he founds his own animation studio <laughs> to do those. and it's like it's pretty good and then he does fury road yeah, and then he's like, uh, you know, I've been working on these cars in the Australian desert for the last 15 years. Might as well bust those bad boys out and make one of the greatest movies of all time. Oh my god. Why Why are directors and writers like this? How do they go on these journeys? Like, uh, Look, I, if you're looking for journeys, I always recommend listening to Blank Check, which is a podcast about... Uh, uh, they they basically segment their, their, their podcast based off of uh, directors so they go through a director's entire filmography the first the current one is robert zemeckis which is insane because i don't know if you know this robert zemeckis the guy who did forrest gump and uh i uh, uh why can't i remember the other one that i really uh, i don't forrest gump is not back on the, high the future one. yeah back to the future thank you i can't believe i forgot uh, all of back to the future uh, <laughs> but also did fucking polar express oh and my God. Uh, like beowulf. He, monster beowulf, house monster house yeah monster exactly. house? he does, oh he does no. all the cg so so here's the thing robert zemeckis is someone i appreciate a lot yeah. because he is he like ang lee are two directors <laughs> who have gotten like they can make whatever movie they want from hollywood because they, they got, made yeah, like they, some oh. of the biggest movies of all time 
Is they that have, why the what, podcast is called Blank Check? Yes, it is why the podcast uh, is called Blank Check. Uh, uh, sometimes those checks clear, sometimes they bounce. Maybe. <laughs> uh, they, they, that's what, Beowulf. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I, I respect them a lot because a lot of people... Oh, Robert Zemeckis, uh, he also did uh, 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 Marwin, which is a, a horrific movie, but I really want to see it because it's like a fucking fever dream. Uh, but uh, it's one of those things where you go... These guys have all the power in the world. They could literally spend their time doing anything. And they're like, no, I'm going to waste all of my capital so that I can waste might be the wrong thing. Spend all my capital so I can try these new techniques Mm. that literally form the foundation of the rest of cinema. Ang Lee, you might know as the director of Gemini Man, uh, but also did Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which is the movie that is uh, one of the arguable movies that gave him a blank check is on lee the dove guy from mission impossible 2 uh no movie uh he is the hulk movie okay i i could have sworn he did mission impossible 2 no he did brokeback mountain which is another reason he gets the blank (laughs) check and life of pi oh what the fuck (laughs) holy Uh, shit but 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 the, the the main thing is that these two directors i have a huge amount of respect for because both of them have their own thing. Robert Zemeckis with the CGI and uh, Ang Lee with high frame rate movies. They basically spent the latter parts of their career having already made all the money in movies they want yeah. to just be like, no, I'm the old guy and I'm going to expend my capital in Hollywood for people to spend money on me for movies that probably won't work, <laughs> but I need to get this technology to like manifest itself. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing with like James Cameron and Avatar, where like we can all argue that Avatar has a lot of flaws as a film because yeah. it does. Yeah. But hey, I don't know if you know this. <laughs> Avatar, based building off of stuff created by George Lucas and Robert Zemeckis and all these crazy technical guys, yeah. built off of that to basically manifest what movies are today. <laughs> Like yeah. there are no practical effects in movies today because people went, oh, if you just dump a fuck ton of movie into, uh, money into it and pay a bunch of animators, you can literally do anything. Oh man, yeah, and the effects of uh, the yeah, yes, there the are long term ramifications of that, but it's like it's still crazy, like it's insane. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that it's, it's about guiding the so future, much. right? Yeah, because like How is yeah, Avatar two coming. Dude, uh, never, never. Every Forward. time, every time you say that, it gets delayed by another month. All right. Release date: December sixteenth, twenty twenty-two. Okay. We're never gonna see it. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I. We, I we were I, supposed I, to get it end of this year, and yeah. I don't know if you know this. That ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I, I believe even less than Avatar two coming about is the fact that they apparently have. Avatar three through five also yep. like in yeah. the pipeline. Avatar was supposed to come out in twenty twenty five. Well, I I don't know if you know this, but that is because uh, James Cameron is an insane person and was <laughs> like, I'm filming all of these together. They're all happening. I'm telling oh, you right now, right. I'm doing all the Avatar movies. And everyone was like, James, you're nuts. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I mean, at first we weren't like that because we were like, wow, that's crazy ambitious. Good on you, James. But now, of course, we've seen the Pandora's box that's unleashed where we go, ah, James, Pandora's no, James, box. come back to us. Meanwhile, James is in the back of a cave being like, Avatar, we must get all. <laughs> Avatar 2 has been delayed eight times. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I think the thing I saw about that, and I, I can Google it to double check, but I think the whole thing was like, because he was filming it all together, 
uh, Avatar five wraps filming. Like he he was able to wrap production on all of them at the same time. Maybe maybe I'd misremember. Yeah, that. supposedly they keep getting pushed back because of like other shit he's working on. Mm. So 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 but. Yeah. look. Hmm. The real answer is James Cameron's insane, and uh, the Avatar franchise is now basically the uh, 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 space game. What's what's it called? Uh, Zathora. Uh, no, uh, the, the the space game that won't come out. Uh, oh, uh, Cyberpunk. That's not no a space Star game. Citizen. Star Citizen. Uh, of the- oh, okay. <laughs> Avatar is the is the great white whale yeah. that people are sinking as much money into to try and hunt down and be like, ah, if we just get it right, it'll work. I yeah, if it man, I don't think it can live up. To I don't any, know. I'm just gonna, inve- like, I, I just think at this point it can't live up to any investors' expectations after yes. being in production for this long. Well, how much money have they dumped into it? Uh, it's uh, something ridiculous, right? Yes, it's, it has it's to insane. be. Uh, like, just, I, I don't know the no. We won't know the exact numbers, but here's the problem: we won't know the exact numbers until the movie comes out. <laughs> so, right. like, sure. Yeah, and, and like. It's just by virtue of being in production for this long, it costs money to like keep lights yes. on, even just like simple stuff. Yes. So like it's it's gonna add up over time and it compounds. Um, but just fact checking myself here, uh, James Cameron announces Avatar two is finished filming and Avatar three is ninety five percent done. So yes. not all, not like three through five, but like yeah, they seem to be doing it in a way that. Well, f- they're like compounding yes. filming on top of each other. It, it, it's very similar to how they did Back to the Future 2 and Back to the Future 3, where they were basically shot back to back and at times simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Where like there, you know, Robert Zemeckis was like, we're already doing like the second he knew that he was doing another one, everyone was like, and the production team was like, we're doing two of these. We're doing two <laughs> two of these bad boys. Yeah, uh, and we're just gonna slap threes. them right next to each other in filming. And that is why at the end of Back to the Future Part 2. Uh, there is a actual like trailer for the next movie because they already had scenes shot. Mm-hmm. Pretty good, yeah. <sighs> so yeah, Zach, what have you been watching lately besides West Wing and? Uh... Um, well, sunny. I mean, I haven't been haven't been watching much recently. I started rewatching Nathan for You. Um, when November, uh, my my thing in October is to like watch a horror movie a day, so I did that in October. Oh, how was that? What did you What did you get through? Uh, a, a bunch of shit. Um, but like I'm I'm a horror movie enthusiast, so like there's a lot of stuff I just watch every year because I mm-hmm. like it. Um, what were the yeah, highlights? And what were the opposite of highlights? Um, I think I think one of the highlights for me this year was uh. Probably Rob Zombie's House of One Thousand Corpses, which is like not that great of a movie, but like it's just absolutely batshit crazy. And for that reason, I think it's like kind of neat to watch. Like what? Fl- um, I mean, I, I, I heard I've heard great think... things about uh, House of uh, a Thousand Corpses, and it's been on my list for a while now. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a really really interesting. It's like I'm not really a, a big fan of Rob Zombie's movies, mm-hmm. um, but this one is just like like the 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 one of the main characters like the clown captain spaulding is like just absolutely crazy and it's just a really like fun spooky character um and yeah. so and it's also got um uh what's his there's there's one of the dudes that was in the office but this is this is like Ray Ray Wilson, Chris Harvard? That, yeah it's 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 a really neat movie but i think uh it's it's a it's a little little gory and a little extreme mm-hmm. uh so it was like it was tough to get through at some parts but like it's really really cool 
Well, it is a uh, Rob Zombie movie. So. That's true, yeah. Uh, but but can I just... So I, I looked up House of a Thousand Corpses, of course, and my favorite thing about the Wikipedia entry for this is House of a Thousand Corpses is, at its core, a story of family. <laughs> I mean... Which is technically true. That is, that is true. <laughs> Within the broadest but, okay. realities, it is true. Yeah, I also, also watched... Um... Oh, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, it's, a, it's a movie on Netflix about uh, the catacombs in Paris. Oh, oh I, I, I know which one you're talking about. It's so like as Above, So Below. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, I really like that movie. It. I really enjoyed that movie as well. Um, it's very creepy. Yes. Very creepy. I, at first, was not looking forward to that movie, namely because it got like some pretty not great reviews, but I agree. I think it was a surprising yeah. yeah, entertaining. I don't remember why I watched it, but I know I was kind of dreading watching it because, like, the idea of it just very yeah, much no, stresses me out. That's fucking um, like I, I'm surprised that that concept had not been really so. I mean, maybe it has been. I just haven't heard of it. But like, you know, I mean, there are similar of... movies. Like the the descent is kind of similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was like a it was a fresh take. Yeah. Uh, the episode where Scooby Doo goes to Paris, like that one's also very, very true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very true. Yep. yep, same thing, same thing. Um, uh, I, it's I, been a hot second. Sorry. No, okay. I was just gonna say the only horror movie I got around to watching, which was a classic, so I'm glad I've I've seen it finally, was uh, evil, the original Evil Dead. Um, yeah, uh, I'm glad you've also watched was it. Was very, it was very campy. It was a very fun and campy I mean, movie. That, that's kind of the point. Uh, yeah, and yeah. no, I, I enjoyed it. It was a good time. Um, I was watching it while playing DVD at the same time, so I wasn't completely focused on it, but it was just uh, cool to see, like, the origin of uh, Ash. And, like, I kind of, I, mean, I do kind of want to watch the other ones now because I'm curious how, because apparently it looks yes, like he Evil died Dead at the was... end of Evil Dead, but I guess he doesn't. Wait, what'd you say? Sorry. It looked like he got attacked by whatever the forest spirit was at the end yeah. of Evil Dead. Does he? Well, that's why you got to watch Evil Dead too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they made a TV show, right? Yep. Yes. Ash vs. Okay. Evil Dead is actually a very entertaining TV show. Is it all right? Yeah. I uh, my so I really love the Evil Dead franchise because it is it is one of the few franchises that really does descent well in terms of like a like a, a, a character where like if you see ash bruce campbell's character in evil dead one he is literally like insert man yeah uh, he he is yeah. like imagine your stock 80s right he's man. just a dude he's just a guy with a girlfriend and like he was trying to bone that was pretty much it yeah and then by by the time of ash versus evil dead which is basically after all three movies and ash has been just around and being fucked with with the e- by the evil like for forever <laughs> mm-hmm. like he's genuine like he's he's so it's kind of the same thing with mad max he's where when you watch the it. original mad max movies you're like oh wow like uh, this guy went like fucking crazy because of thing happening but i I almost like it more in evil dead one because evil dead one is literally ash trying to keep it together because he's the straight man and he's like it look this is bad but it's gonna be okay we just need to stay calm and get ourselves out of it And, and the moral of the story is it doesn't matter how good you are at that if you're facing eldritch horror from another realm it's going to come and get you and make you go insane yeah 
Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good way of, of summing it up. And yeah, they did they did a pretty good job at that. And then you know Bruce Campbell's just a fun yeah. actor. So I, I also really appreciate in Evil Dead One how it, going back to kind of what I was talking about just now is th- th- they make it so that people going insane in that movie doesn't feel dumb. Like mm-hmm. Ash's Ash Ash's turn makes sense because it's not like a sudden like break. Yeah. Like some movies do it where no, it's like, ah, oh, he just trying. became insane. Right. Uh, or it's not like a perfectly slow burn where it's like a slow stepping stone down to madness. It's yeah. more of like a slow decline met with a, oh, we've reached the breaking point. <laughs> yeah. Now he's gone. And I, I really appreciate that because I feel like a lot of media fails to recognize that it's a combination of the two and not just one or the other yeah you want to you want to do kind of like a like a staircase kind of deal where there might be some yeah. jump somewhere and like the other time it's more linear it, yeah. you know it you can't really do a linear descent into madness when like it doesn't make sense considering that he has to bury his fucking girlfriend and then she comes back from the grave and st- continues to try to attack him you know yes. like that point but- is a point where you should be jumping to insanity <laughs> Yeah, it, it and it's 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 just something I really appreciate appreciate about Sam Raimi, where he's able to do that really well thought stuff, like mm-hmm. you were just saying, along with what you also were just saying, which is there's a joke in there where right. like, wow, I just killed my girlfriend. Uh, that's fucking terrible. Oh, that's so emotional. Yeah, and then like, he has like, yeah, up. there's like, a and then she out. jumps up and is like, ah! right, yeah. <laughs> He's like, like, oh, booga, booga. <laughs> he has a slow, he has a slow ass somber scene where he's like taking her to her, to the to the hole he dug, setting her down gently, pouring the stuff on top, and then like like a minute later, she's out of the grave and like ooga booging him. It's just fucking so ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's something I appreciate so much about Sam Raimi, where he does these brilliant things inside of like horrifically campy stuff. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's why I love Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 1. Because yeah. you're like, this shouldn't work. Spider-Man 2 is like an actual like Greco-Roman epic of a story. <laughs> hidden behind ding, pizza time! <laughs> <laughs> he does it all. He, he's able to do it all. It's, it's crazy. Speaking of which, did you guys? Uh, what do you guys think about hearing the the whole next Spider-Man movie going to bring back Toby, both Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield, which is like, yeah, and Toby Maguire is like the darling that everybody that. wants to see back. Nobody like, except and, for maybe me, because I liked Andrew Garfield, but uh, next so to nobody wanted Andrew Garfield back. So I'm really here's surprised. the thing. I, I, Sorry, I feel like I've been taking up the conversation, so I'm gonna let other people. You got a lot. I mean, you got a lot to say, but if anybody else wants to say anything, yeah, it's just crazy. I don't know. Jacob, just pop off. We want to. I'll take take that as my cue. Uh, (laughs) So, so I feel bad for Andrew Garfield because he's in uh, movies that are bad, not at his own fault. Uh, But also, I very much appreciate him because he he in the in the years after the movies he's taken it in such stride yeah like he knows that he's the spider-man in the bad spider-man movies (laughs) like uh, another like peak comedy point in history for me will always be that gif where and where where there's the spider-man taking the picture with the the family and he's up on the wall and the and they tip him 20 bucks and the spider-man rips off his mask and it's andrew garfield (laughs) and he's like oh thank god i finally got paid like (laughs) Like that shit's hilarious. Yeah, he's like, wearing he like knows. the cheap ass Halloween costume and shit. 
That's so fucking funny. Yeah. What is he? I don't even know what he's been in recently. Like, oh, he was in Hacksaw Ridge. He was in Hacksaw Ridge. That one was pretty good. Um, and that's all I he's remember. He's been in a bunch of other shit, but like none of it good. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Uh, Look, he's he's doing better. I guess than he's that. in a he's in a bunch of upcoming stuff. It looks like. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but I I, like, I feel like he also took a little bit of a break, uh, namely because not it feels really. Like, I mean, he had a, he had a two year break between Amazing Spider Man and then his more serious turn with Silence and Hacksaw Ridge. I it, it felt like he was on a little sure. bit of a hiatus after Spider Man because it feels like it was one of those things where you're in big superhero movie and then yeah, it doesn't work fair. out. And then every studio wants to make a big superhero movie, but you didn't work. So they're like, we can't hire you for superhero movie. And it's kind of fucked. Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, like he's in under the silver lake. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I completely forgot about 99 homes, which is like the thing about the 08 housing crisis. He was like the main guy. Uh... I, I remember watching 99 Homes for uh, movie night, and uh, all I remember about it is I, I just sitting there and I'm like, I'd rather watch The Big Short right now again for the hundredth <laughs> time. Yeah, no, I don't remember much. I think I might have that might have been a movie that I watched with you for a movie night, and I don't remember much from it. Which <laughs> one, 99 just... Homes? Yeah, 99 Homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we definitely watched. I I specifically remember. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I'm very curious to see if they. I don't know. Sony Sony is just in such a interesting position with their stranglehold on Spider-Man that like they I really want to see this experiment work because if they could somehow get it so that they could have their like Spider-Verse thing going on on the side and then they just grab fucking uh Tom Holland from the MCU every couple movies and just be like, "All right, you're going to deal with our fuck shit for a movie or two and then you can go back to being in the MCU." um I, I mean it's it's kind of like i used to be worried about that stuff though but now i'm kind of like secretly on sony's side for some of these spider-man arguments where i'm like nah dude th disney bought fox it's over fucking hold on to spider-man for the rest of your right. eternity they, yeah like, they, sorry like that's like, the last piece and it is it's like they've got the queen basically on the chessboard. Yes. they have the most important piece yeah like there's no way disney making fantastic four movie anytime soon i i know that people be like ah, <laughs> oh, they finally have it they can make it i'm like that ain't happening guys sorry <laughs> nobody wants that yeah i don't know Maybe I mean, people Doom want movie. it people want fantastic four movie they just want it to be good and it's they we've been burned so many times that it's gonna take a minute before we can trust any studio with the ability to make a fantastic four movie which is so ridiculous because again like as as you know i'm i'm not the first person who said this and i definitely won't be the last the incredibles literally already was just a good fucking fantastic four movie they already did it it can be done you just need to do that <laughs> with the fantastic four i don't know Shit. I was gonna use this as a segue so I can complain about Bob Iger for the millionth time in my life, but uh, uh, unfortunately, I've just realized that Bob Iger is currently 69 years old, so I can't say anything. <laughs> nice. <about him. laughs> Only nice things on the nice year for a boy Bob. Can you things to fucking complain about? Um, have any of you seen The Hunt? Uh, no, it was, just came out. Was that uh, the one that was like pushed back because of the fucking? Uh... I, I did not watch the hunt because I watched I a different it. movie that I thought was uh, looked more interesting. What did, what did you watch instead of the hunt? Because I can guarantee it was better. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard. I watched Ready or Not, which is probably one of my favorite oh. campy horror movies. Of, I didn't uh, love Ready year. or Not. That's no, the that's the marriage one, right? 
yeah, yeah so it, it's the, the yeah. it's the marriage one where they they uh they, they, they yeah. spoiler alert they made a, a a deal with the devil to become the largest board game empire of yeah. all time which i think is fucking hilarious yeah <laughs> it wasn't like at all what i went in expecting so no. i was a little disappointed but it was still really good yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't what because I, I was going in like, ah, oh, this is probably going to be spooky. And no, it turned into something no. that I actually enjoy more, which is more in that evil dead vein of like, yeah, it's a little like, ew, gross. Her hand just went through a nail, but it's yeah. also kind of hilarious when she runs out in the road like screaming, and she's clearly beat up, and uh, you know, she's like, please help me, and the driver is just like. Ah, all right, I'm out of here and drive. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh shit, dude, that's hilarious. Yeah. Like this the hunt is smart. kind of similar in that it's like this weird, campy, vaguely horror adjacent, like, oh, I'm gonna hunt you down and kill you bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just bad. Yeah. yeah they kept was... trying to shoehorn in like political stuff. Like the whole plot is liberal elites find racist redneck deplorables and bring them into like eastern europe and hunt them down <laughs> and it's just not funny i i just fucking i looked it up and i and I, I remembered that name because it was the movie that got delayed after the uh dayton and the, el paso the, mass yeah, shootings the shooting in el paso. that occurred yeah. in 2019 um, and yeah, apparently I thought that it was actually going to be supported. It, it looked like from all the advertisements, it was like a, uh, like it, it, everything that like hardcore conservatives fear about the liberals coming true kind of movie where like the, the conservative, the white conservatives are the underdogs and the liberal elite are, you know, the, the evil bad guys that are sitting in, in, on their like golden thrones. Or whatever. Yeah, but, but they try to play both sides of it. Yeah. And it just and, doesn't work. Yeah. The, the second I heard is uh, they're like the hunt takes jabs at both sides. I'm like, I'm yeah, not watching this. Sorry guys. <laughs> No, and I understand like, some some right wing nut job might come back, you know, in twenty years and be like, "See, Jacob's biased because he didn't watch the Hunt." Uh, <laughs> but but I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to stand for that. Dumb you didn't get the whole picture, Jacob. Thing. You didn't watch the Hunt, okay? <laughs> you didn't see both sides in the Hunt. Yeah, it just like why? I, I guess they were. They, I I guess, and it it sort of was part of their. It turned into their advertising thing. Was like they were trying to play into all the fucking political hysteria that was going on slash is still going on in U.S. politics because it's a fucking shit show right now. But, like, nobody want People already have enough of it, like, on Twitter. Why do you want to go to a movie for an hour and a half or two hours and watch it happen so, on so, screen? So I, I, I slightly disagree with that statement because I, I of course, will now play the everything's political card. <laughs> uh, uh, but... But I agree with you. The problem, the the bigger problem is, is when it's done fucking shittily, mm-hmm. like it's done in the hunt. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you know this, Snowpiercer, the movie about train is actually <laughs> about social hierarchy and yeah. classism. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, movies, movies can very opaquely be about politics, but it, it really depends if they are smart and have something to say. Uh, which, from what I've heard, everything I've heard about the hunt, uh, it, doesn't. it doesn't. No, it absolutely does not. I can 100% <laughs> confirm that what, for what you. Is, and, and even and even when it hunt. does, there's a big problem with media, especially at least me personally. I have with when a piece of media is like spends the entire time 
bonking you over the head with like, don't you get the message of the movie? And I'm like, yeah, I got it around a minute five and now I'm an hour 30 in. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a concussion. Did the Soap TV show ever come out? Uh, I, I, yes, and I heard it wasn't good. I mean, it looked bad in all the ads. Yeah, it, it looked like it was doing exactly what you're talking about, just smacking you over the head with a class warfare bad. Yeah. Uh, fucking, can you can you spoil the ending of the hunt? Just because I'm curious how the fuck that whole shit show would have concluded. Um. Yeah. Uh. So the the whole premise is that. Liberal elites picked out like racist people to hunt down after they make some joke about hunting racist people. Mm -hmm. And this um, is a documentary, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So the, well, so the, the premise is like there's this chat group of really rich liberals, and they make some joke about hunting like deplorables, TM, um, and people take it like very seriously, so they decide to actually do it. I guess. Um, okay. And they pick like 13 racist people who um, believed it um, and they take them out to Eastern Europe and they hunt them all down one by one. Uh, but somewhere along the line, they fuck up and they pick out somebody who has the same name as someone else, but was actually like a member of the military for some years. Oh, um, God. And so that one person basically like stomps all of them. And it ends with this whole overdrawn fight scene between her and the leader. Um, so they have like a John I, Rambo just like accidentally. Yeah, except it's it. like some redneckish woman from Mississippi or whatever. Um, and it ends with like her standing over the beaten and battered corpse of the leader. And the leader is like, tell me one thing. Did we actually fuck up? And the woman's like, you'll never know. I hate uh, this. It sucked. Yeah, it's, what? The movie sucked. Was, was she even like, yeah, I'm not racist, fuck you guys? Like, what? Or I don't think they, I don't think so. <laughs> so it sounds like they just, like, you know, made she, the she racist She says, guys. like, oh, you got the wrong person. Um, and it's, like, heavily implied that she isn't racist, I guess, but I don't know. What? It's not a, it's not a good movie. What the fuck? <laughs> Why? Yeah, why? exactly. You know how good things are good? Uh, it's the opposite of that. Yeah. <laughs> bad things. Really fucking bad. Yeah. Well, uh... There's a, there's a lot of, like, cutaway scenes where... Especially oh, you towards mean, the like, end. like, Family Guy. <laughs> where it, it shows them, like, planning. Mm -hmm. And they get into, like, stupid arguments where it's like, Is it racist for us to not pick a black person? Oh my god. I hate this. Oh and it's god. just I don't I don't want to watch it. That's a capital cringe right there. <laughs> yeah. Capital C cringe. Yeah. Why like I, I'm surprised it got through I'm shocked it got made. So many exec Yeah, like how many people had to green light that and before they got to production? Dog, and have you seen movies Hollywood makes? Of, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> right, but like Hollywood so like Hollywood is a fucking pretty you know, liberal fucking... Hey, all right, I, I'm going to let you in on a secret. Have you ever watched the the episode of 30 Rock where they have to find someone who connects with Middle America? No. The, it's an elongated joke where they feel like they're fake Saturday Night Live 
and their programming block does not connect with enough of middle America because most of their audience is from the cities. Yes. So they're like, we need to go find a comedian who can fill this slot that we're missing. Uh-huh. And the joke is, is that the comedian they find is Jeff Dunham. Uh, <laughs> who is Jeff and Dunham? Jeff Dunham does, uh, Jeff Dunham is the guy with the puppets and uh, he's got the Al Qaeda skeleton. Uh, do you not remember? All right. Uh, the, the, oh my the, God. the main point of the joke is it's Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham, not funny, but people in middle America fucking love Jeff Dunham. Okay. And the, the joke of the movie is Jeff Dunham doesn't treat people with respect because he, his character in the show uh, is a racist and misogynist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and that is why he connects with middle America. And the end of the episode is them firing is cutting off the deal with Jeff Dunham. Cause they're like, Oh, he's actually a bad guy. And it's better for us to uh, uh, get uh, not hate ourselves than to try and appeal to racists and misogynists. But unfortunately, most executives don't reach that last bit they get to ah we found something to connect with middle america <laughs> but it didn't even connect with middle america it sounds like but i i uh, i don't know i don't know let's talk well, about that's, something that's else that's the problem the is movie. that presumably it connected well with the demographic of people who just want to laugh at everything and watch like yeah white like the, people the get cynical, blown up or whatever cynical like i'm not really sure motherfuckers like yeah it just doesn't yeah I don't know. I guess we we are not the intended audience. I don't know who is, but we certainly are not it. Well, I I don't think it made much money, so... Yeah. It suffers from we need to appeal to everyone syndrome of we need to appeal to as many people as possible and therefore we'll poke at both sides and that makes it okay. And it's like, no, it it is actually legitimately the enlightened centrism thing of like, Mm. you know, well, we're in the middle, so that means we're good. And (laughs) unfortunately, the middle is still bad. Both sides bad. <laughs> I don't know. I'll never get over the one where it's like there's there's an R slash enlightened centrism post, which is literally uh, 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 Democrats. We would really like no one to die. Uh, oh my god, Republicans. We would like all of them to die. Uh, enlightened centrist. All right, let's compromise. <laughs> Half <to> die. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how our constitution was made. That, uh, unfortunately, you. not really. Uh, but uh, that's the problem: is a lot of people think that that's actually like that's compromise is the soul of this country, and it's not. No one remembers that people back in the past also were extremely divisive and hated each other. No one wants to talk about that time on the fucking Senate floor, an old man beat the shit out of another senator with his cane, uh, like. When will the vice president's true role as mediator of the Senate be restored? (laughs) I want to see Mike Pence beat the shit out of someone. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, look, I understand this is a very divisive time for the country, but I also hate all the takes that are like, oh, the country is so divided. It's separated between different cultural groups. I'm like, you mean how it's always been that people disagree on things and we bunker into our own camps let's return to a time when most of the nation was simply uninformed and didn't give a shit because they <laughs> yeah. lived in the middle of nowhere oklahoma and couldn't get mail <laughs> actually they could because uh usp uh, please fund your local usps please 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 bring back please, the fucking please. ponies the fucking uh shit what was i gonna say 
fuck. Oh, I saw a really, I don't know how I ended up here, but I, I saw somebody's really shitty Facebook post that was like long paragraphs about like, what is happening to this country? A couple months ago, looting and rioting were unquestionably evil, and now it's just okay. I'm just like, bruh, shut the f Oh, shut up. Know, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. That also goes back to the, what about the pet? Well, the problem is, is that the real answer is that they all want to live like it's in the 80s and 90s periods. Historically, oh, definitely no uh, uh, civil uh, dis discourse there. Except, Ronald I don't Reagan know, Rodney who? King and who? the AIDS epidemic. I love like the 50s nostalgia the posts. And then somebody has to comment like, what about black people? <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, there's there's a great uh, the 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 Daily Show posted a bunch of their 2016 coverage uh, right before the 2020 election, yeah. and it's amazing. There's that there's one video which is them doing a asking people at uh, uh, like uh, CPAC when was America great, and oh, no. and it's like the it's, the it's always hilarious when it's the black correspondent and they're like. Hey, when do you think it was great? Uh, I think around the 50s. And he goes, oh, yeah, except for the racism, right? And, and they're just like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oopsies. Forgot about that one. Yeah. It's... I don't know. There was another one which was like, uh, back in 1776 when the Constitution was founded. And he's like, yeah, except for the slavery and the, the misogyny thing, right? And oh, like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Well, you can't just paint it with such a broad... <laughs> these guys oh, you can't just the, the, you can't just paint it with the fucking three three fifths brush the, the, okay? the more recent ones that get me are the like the the extremely dangerous but also somewhat very hilarious ones where like jordan clipper will go to a rally and he's like all right uh so if donald trump wins the election what do you think of the election fair and balanced all right what if joe biden wins the election uh rigged fucking they rigged the votes and i'm like oh god they're actually brained <laughs> yeah. uh, look i'm just glad that we uh did accomplish uh by horsing around topic of dunk on the trumpers for the millionth time <laughs> i'm always down to dunk on some trumpers all right i don't know okay. I, I i had a, I had a long conversation with people after the election was called for joe biden where i was just like you know what i literally spent the last four years doing the thing that you know they've asked uh, people have asked me of like just be respectful just like try and communicate with them and i did that for so long and this last election has just proved that they didn't give a fuck what i said and so i will try and be respectful in future conversations but uh between now and january 21st uh, uh i'm gonna make freaking lose i'm it. i'm, gonna I'm get just gonna i'm gonna watch so many fucking coping videos it's gonna be hilarious <laughs> uh there there's a there's a very hilarious one called coping with crowder uh, which is uh steven crowder oh who God. is a fucking rat bastard uh uh an idiot having an actual meltdown <laughs> during the election results and you're like this is hilarious i need to see that there was I, uh, I, think, I, I think one of my my favorite things that they say is like oh the the media doesn't call the election why are we letting them call the election it's like bro they've done that every single the, fucking the media has always called the election <laughs> yeah the uh i think we've, we've crossed the hour mark and uh i think we can we could probably cut at this point but yeah the uh in also relation... i put the video in the ground chat Bet. Okay, the, I'm gonna check that out. The in relation to that remark, um, I just think it's really funny how 
a White House, uh, former White House representative, Olivia Nuzzi. Uh, oh, wait, no, sorry. Final gasp of Donald. Sorry, no, this is somebody else reporting on it. Who said it? Meanwhile, the campaign. Uh, oh, it doesn't, I, I guess it's, it's not identified who said it. But they, they, they just said, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened, the source said. <laughs> sometimes you own the libs. Sometimes the libs own you. And that is just, like, God, so tone deaf, but also I, fucking what a good hilarious. Perspective. I can I cannot stop thinking about the the poster I found in the RET uh, tunnels the day after the 2016 election, which was a a, a a Trump Pepe saying, "Are you tired of winning?" And it was posted there by the RET Conservatives Club, and I cannot stop thinking about that poster now because I'm like, "Ooh, I bet they're sick of winning now, boys." <laughs> Oh my god. Anyways, thank you guys for coming on. I, I I I'm sorry, Zach, that we did not get to talk about Billy Strings for a whole ass hour. Oh, that's, uh, that's fine. Next time. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> get him next time. But thank you all for coming on and uh probably just as a uh house um what's it fucking no, not housekeeping. Fuck or maybe it is housekeeping. Is that what you call it when you're like just talking about like plans? For the future i don't know anyways uh next week is thanksgiving week so i'm probably not gonna be streaming in the upcoming week so yeah that's just wanted to let you guys know anyways uh yeah. until i guess the week after uh stay safe please actually stay very safe during you know if you're traveling and with covid still very much a thing stay very safe uh and peace out all righty